Section 1 of The Adventures of Jimmy Skunk. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Leader. The Adventures of Jimmy Skunk by Thornton W. Burgess. Chapter 1 Peter Rabbit Plans a Joke. The imp of mischief, woe is me, is always busy as a bee. That is why so many people are forever getting into trouble. He won't keep still. No, sir, he won't keep still unless he is made to. Once let him get started, there is no knowing where he will stop. Peter Rabbit had just seen Jimmy Skunk disappear inside an old barrel, lying on its side at the top of the hill, and at once the imp of mischief began to whisper to Peter. Of course Peter shouldn't have listened. Certainly not but he did. You know, Peter dearly loves a joke when it is on someone else. He sat right where he was and watched to see if Jimmy would come out of the barrel. Jimmy didn't come out, and after a little, Peter stole over to the barrel and peeped inside. There was Jimmy Skunk curled up for a nap. Peter tiptoed away very softly. All the time the imp of mischief was whispering to him that this was a splendid chance to play a joke on Jimmy. You know it is very easy to play a joke on anyone who is asleep. Peter doesn't often have a chance to play a joke on Jimmy Skunk. It isn't a very safe thing to do, not if Jimmy is awake. No one knows that better than Peter. He sat down some distance from the barrel, but where he could keep an eye on it. Then he went into a brown study, which is one way of saying that he thought very hard. He wanted to play a joke on Jimmy, but like most jokers, he didn't want the joke to come back on himself. In fact, he felt that it would be a great deal better for him if Jimmy shouldn't know that he had anything to do with the joke. As he sat there in a brown study, he happened to glance over on the green meadows, and there he saw something red. He looked very hard, and in a minute he saw that it was Reddy Fox. <laughs> right away, Peter's nimble wits began to plan how he could use Reddy Fox to play a joke on Jimmy. All in a flash an idea came to him, an idea that made him laugh right out. You see, the imp of mischief was very, very busy whispering to Peter. If Reddy were only up here, I believe I could do it and it would be a joke on Reddy as well as on Jimmy," thought Peter, and laughed right out again. "'What are you laughing at?' asked a voice. It was the voice of Sammy Jay. Right away a plan for getting Reddy up there flashed into Peter's head. He would get Sammy angry, and that would make Sammy scream. Reddy would be sure to come up there to see what Sammy Jay was making such a fuss about. Sammy, you know, is very quick-tempered. No one knows this better than Peter, so instead of replying politely to Sammy, as he should have done, Peter spoke crossly. "'Fly away, Sammy, fly away! It is no business of yours what I am laughing at,' said he. Right away Sammy's quick temper flared up. He began to call Peter names, and Peter answered back. This angered Sammy still more, and as he always screams when he is angry— he was soon making such a racket that Reddy Fox down on the green meadows couldn't help but hear it. Peter saw him lift his head to listen. 
In a few minutes he began to trot that way. He was coming to find out what that fuss was about. Peter knew that Reddy wouldn't come straight up there. Oh, that isn't Reddy's way. He would steal around back of the old stone wall on the edge of the old orchard, which was back of Peter, and would try to see what was going on without being seen himself. As soon as he sees me, he will think that at last he has a chance to catch me, thought Peter. I shall have to run my very fastest, but if everything goes right, he will soon forget all about me. I do hope that the noise Sammy Jay is making will not waken Jimmy Skunk and bring him out to see what is going on. So with one eye on the barrel where Jimmy Skunk was taking a nap, and the other eye on the old stone wall behind which he expected Reddy Fox to come stealing up, Peter waited and didn't mind in the least the names that Sammy Jay was calling him. End of chapter 1 Chapter 2 Peter Makes a Flying Jump To risk your life unless there's need is downright foolishness indeed. Never forget that. Never do such a crazy thing as Peter Rabbit was doing. What was he doing? Why, he was running the risk of being caught by Reddy Fox all for the sake of a joke. Did you ever hear of anything more foolish? Yet Peter was no different from a lot of people who every day risk their lives in the most careless and heedless ways just to save a few minutes of time or for some other equally foolish reason. The fact is, Peter didn't stop to think what dreadful thing might happen if his plans didn't work out as he intended. He didn't once think of little Mrs. Peter over in the dear old briar-patch and how she would feel if he never came home again. That's the trouble with thoughtlessness. It never remembers other people. All the time that Reddy Fox was creeping along behind the old stone wall on the edge of the old orchard, Peter knew just where he was, though Reddy didn't know that. If he had known it, he would have suspected one of Peter's tricks. He'll peep over that wall, and just as soon as he sees me, he will feel sure that this time he will catch me, thought Peter. He will steal along to that place where the wall is lowest, and will jump over it right there. I must be ready to jump the very second he does. It all happened just as Peter had expected. While seeming to be paying no attention to anything but to Sammy Jay, he kept his eyes on that low place in the old wall, and presently he saw Reddy's sharp nose as Reddy peeped over to make sure that he was still there. The instant that sharp nose dropped out of sight, Peter made Reddy to run for his life. A second later, Reddy leaped over the wall, and Peter was off as hard as he could go, with Reddy almost at his heels. Sammy Jay, who had been so busy calling Peter names that he hadn't seen Reddy at all, forgot all about his quarrel with Peter. Go it, Peter! Go it! He screamed excitedly. That was just like Sammy. Peter did go it. He had to. He ran with all his might. Reddy grinned as he saw Peter start towards the green meadows. It was a long way to the dear old briar patch, and Reddy didn't have any doubt at all that he would catch Peter before he got there. He watched sharply for Peter to dodge and try to get back to the old stone wall. He didn't mean to let Peter do that. But Peter didn't even try. He ran straight for the edge of the hill above the green meadows. Then, for the first time, 
Reddy noticed an old barrel there lying on its side. "'I wonder if he thinks he can hide in that,' thought Reddy, and grinned again, for he remembered that he had passed that old barrel a few days before, and that one end was open while the other end was closed. "'If he tries that, I will get him without the trouble of much of a chase,' thought Reddy, and chuckled. "'Lipperty-lipperty-lip ran Peter, lipperty-lipperty-lip, Reddy right at his heels.' To Sammy Jay it looked as if, in a few more jumps, Reddy certainly would catch Peter. "'Go it, Peter! Oh, go it! Go it!' screamed Sammy, for, in spite of his quarrels with Peter, he didn't want to see him come to any real harm. Just as he reached the old barrel, Reddy was so close to him that Peter was almost sure that he could feel Reddy's breath. Then Peter made a splendid flying jump right over the old barrel, and kept on down the hill, lipperty-lipperty-lip, as fast as ever he could, straight for an old house of Johnny Chuck's of which he knew. When he reached it, he turned to see what was happening behind him, for he knew by the screaming of Sammy Jay and by other sounds that a great deal was happening. In fact, he suspected that the joke which he had planned was working out just as he had hoped it would. End of chapter 2 Chapter 3 What Happened at the Old Barrel Peter Rabbit's jump over the old barrel on the edge of the hill was unexpected to Reddy Fox. In fact, Reddy was so close on Peter's heels that he had no thought of anything but catching Peter. He was running so fast that when Peter made his flying jump over the barrel, Reddy did not have time to jump too and he ran right smack bang against that old barrel. Now, you remember that that barrel was right on the edge of the hill? Well, when Reddy ran against it, he hit it so hard that he rolled it over. And, of course, that started it down the hill. You know, a barrel is a very rolly sort of thing, and once it is started down a hill, nothing can stop it. It was just so this time. Reddy Fox had no more than picked himself up when the barrel was halfway down the hill and going faster and faster. It bounced along over the ground, and every time it hit a little hummock it seemed to jump right up in the air, and all the time it was making the strangest noises. Reddy quite forgot the smarting sore places where he had bumped into the barrel. He simply stood and stared at the runaway. "'As I live!' he exclaimed. I believe there was someone in that old barrel. There was. You remember that Jimmy Skunk had curled up in there for a nap? Now Jimmy was awake, very much awake. You see, for once in his life he was moving fast, very much faster than ever he had moved before since he was born. And it wasn't at all comfortable. No, sir, it wasn't at all a comfortable way in which to travel. He went over and over so fast that it made him dizzy. First he was right side up, and then wrong side up, so fast that he couldn't tell which side up he was. And every time that old barrel jumped when it went over a hummock, Jimmy was tossed up so that he hit whatever part of the barrel happened to be above him. Of course, he couldn't get out, because he was rolled over and over so fast that he didn't have a chance to try. Now, Reddy didn't know who was in the barrel. He just knew by the sounds that someone was. So he started down the hill after the barrel to see what would happen when it stopped. 
All the time Peter Rabbit was dancing about in the greatest excitement, but taking the greatest care to keep close to that old house of Johnny Chuck's so as to pop into it in case of danger. He saw that Reddy Fox had quite forgotten all about him and his curiosity as to who was in the barrel, and he chuckled as he thought of what might happen when the barrel stopped rolling and Reddy found out. Sammy Jay was flying overhead, screaming enough to split his throat. Altogether, it was quite the most exciting thing Peter had ever seen. Now, it just happened that Old Man Coyote had started to cross the Green Meadows right at the foot of the hill just as the barrel started down. Of course, he heard the noise and looked up to see what it meant. When he saw that barrel rushing right down at him, it frightened him so that he just gave one yelp and started for the old pasture like a gray streak. He gave Peter a chance to see just how fast he can run, and Peter made up his mind right then that he never would run a race with Old Man Coyote. Down at the bottom of the hill was a big stone, and when the barrel hit this, the hoops broke and the barrel fell all apart. Peter decided that it was high time for him to get out of sight, so he dodged into the old house of Johnny Chuck and lay low in the doorway where he could watch. He saw Jimmy Skunk lay perfectly still, and a great fear crept into his heart. Had Jimmy been killed? Oh, he hadn't once thought of what might happen to Jimmy when he planned that joke. But presently Jimmy began to wave first one leg and then another, as if to make sure that he had some legs left. Then slowly he rolled over and got on to his feet. Peter breathed a sigh of relief. End of chapter 3 Chapter 4 Jimmy Skunk is very mad indeed. When Jimmy Skunk is angry, then everyone watch out. It's better far at such a time to be nowhere about. Jimmy Skunk was angry this time, and no mistake. He was just plain mad, and when Jimmy Skunk feels that way, no one wants to be very near him. You know, he is one of the very best-natured little fellows in the world ordinarily. He minds his own business, and if no one interferes with him, he interferes with no one. But once he is aroused and feels that he hasn't been treated fairly, look out for him. And this time Jimmy was mad clear through, as he got to his feet and shook himself to see that he was all there. I don't know that anyone could blame him. To be wakened from a comfortable nap by being rolled over and over and shaken nearly to death as Jimmy had been by that wild ride down the hill in the old barrel was enough to make anyone mad. So he really is not to be blamed for feeling as he did. Now, Jimmy could never be accused of being stupid. He knew that an old barrel which has been lying in one place for a long time doesn't move of its own accord. He knew that that barrel couldn't possibly have started off down the hill unless someone had made it start, and he didn't have a doubt in the world that whoever had done it had known that he was inside and had done it to make him uncomfortable. So, just as soon as he had made sure that he was really alive and quite whole, he looked about to see who could have played such a trick on him. The first person he saw was Reddy Fox. In fact, 
Reddy was right close at hand. You see, he had raced down the hill after the barrel to see who was in it when he heard the strange noises coming from it as it rolled and bounded down. If Reddy had known that it was Jimmy Skunk, well, he would have been quite content to remain at the top of the hill. But he didn't know, and, if the truth be known, he had hopes that it might prove to be someone who could furnish him with a good breakfast. So, quite out of breath with running, Reddy arrived at the place where the old barrel had broken to pieces just as Jimmy got to his feet. Now, when Jimmy Skunk is angry, he doesn't bite and he doesn't scratch. You know old Mother Nature has provided him with a little bag of perfume which Jimmy doesn't object to in the least, but which makes most people want to hold their noses and run. He never uses it, excepting when he is angry or in danger, but when he does use it, his enemies always turn tail and run. Now, this is why he is afraid of no one, and why everyone respects Jimmy and his rights. He used it now, and he didn't waste any time about it. He threw some of that perfume right in the face of Reddy Fox before Reddy had a chance to turn or to say a word. "'Take that!' snapped Jimmy Skunk. "'Perhaps it will teach you not to play tricks on your honest neighbors.' "'Oh, poor Reddy! Some of that perfume got in his eyes and made them smart dreadfully. In fact, for a little while he couldn't see at all. And then oh, the smell of it was so strong that it made him quite sick. He rolled over and over on the ground, choking and gasping and rubbing his eyes. Jimmy Skunk just stood and looked on, and there wasn't a bit of pity in his eyes. "'How do you like that?' said he. "'You thought yourself very smart, rolling me down a hill in a barrel, didn't you? You might have broken my neck.' <laughs> oh, 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 I didn't know you were in that barrel, and I didn't mean to roll it down the hill anyway, whined Reddy when he could get his voice. Huh, snorted Jimmy Skunk, who didn't believe a word of it. I didn't, honestly, I didn't, protested Reddy. I ran against the barrel by accident, chasing Peter Rabbit. I didn't have any idea that anyone was in it. Huh said Jimmy Skunk again. If you are chasing Peter Rabbit, where is he now? Reddy had to confess he didn't know. He was nowhere in sight, and he certainly hadn't had time to reach the dear old briar patch. Jimmy looked this way and that way, but there was no sign of Peter Rabbit. Huh! said he again, turning his back on Reddy Fox and walking away with a great deal of dignity. End of chapter 4 and End of section 1 Recording by John Leader, Bloomington, Illinois